to another episode of Black Girl Fly. I'm your girl, Tanisha Nicole. And I'm Tashana Dixon. And today we're going to be talking about money, philosophies, and what else would you call it? Like a wealth philosophy? I wouldn't call it a wealth philosophy for most of those people. You got a point. <laughs> you got a point. So we're going to talk about the finance gurus that we've followed over the years and kind of our stance on them, how what we've learned, and, you know, just share some insights. Yeah, so, so who would you get started with? So, who was your first? Who was your uh, first finance okay. guru? So, my <laughs> first finance guru would have to be Susie Orman. Mm, Susie Orman, yep. Yeah. So, what what was so important to me, though, with Susie is she was the first person to talk to me about money. Mm. And we, we kind of talked about this in the early episodes. Yeah, I think we mentioned Like, this. we didn't talk about, like, money. Like, we didn't talk about, like, like, as a child, I don't remember us talking about how much I have and what I could do with it and things like that. I remember... Mom said I'm broke. <laughs> <laughs> and her broke meant she still had money. Yeah, it's she just didn't want to give it to that. you. <laughs> we don't know about it. we have no idea how she got it and what she's doing with it. Facts. <laughs> um but but that was the extent of the money conversation before really and, and by this time, by the time I was introduced with Susie Orman, I had graduated from high school, mm-hmm. gone to college, and just got out on my on my own after college. And so I was just fascinated that somebody was telling me, hey, pay down your debt. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, she had the like good debt versus bad debt principle, like education debt was good and credit card debt was bad. And it was the first time that I really heard someone say, don't do this, do this. You need this. Get a will. Actual guidance. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. 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 I, I would say that she was my introduction. What about you? Who was your introduction? So I remember my dad gifted me rich dad, poor dad. Really? As like a high school graduation gift. Oh, I didn't know that. So Robert Kiyosaki. Did I read that book? No. No. (laughs) I'm going to say no. So the the reason this is funny, you guys probably couldn't follow it. But when we were growing up, we had like men in our life who were like trying to educate us but they weren't like in my opinion they weren't like spending time with us they were like buying us calculators and globes and books and almanac (laughs) who wants an almanac and so we just get this stuff we'd collect it and we we were respectful so we'd be like thank you so much but we never used it no (laughs) never sorry to those men who know you know who you are yeah we're sorry because now things make a, look, a lot more sense. And we sense. will use them now. So yes. feel free to get me any of Robert Kiyosaki's books. Right. So I have read Rich Dad, Poor Dad a couple of times now, probably three. And I've listened to many video summaries so, about so, it. So at that point, though, it sounds like you weren't really. No. Nah, yeah, that's back when I didn't even know what a loan was. Yeah, we I talked was about that. 17, yeah. 18, didn't even know that a loan had to be paid back. I didn't know what a credit card was, although I was using my mother's. Like, I had no awareness about money other than I needed to work so that I could have gas for my car. <laughs> That was legitimately. Okay, so I think I was in. I think I was in a little different place. Like at least I was like starting to think about it. Mm -hmm. And with Susie, her whole thing was like. But you had graduated. You said yeah. I graduated. So you were a little older. Yeah, I was older. I was like twenty two at the time. And so 
I feel like I really took to some things. Like I remember her, she had the saying, people first, then money. Mm-hmm. Um, what does that mean? So she was saying that don't don't value your money more than you value relationships and, mm-hmm. and, and the people in your That's life. Good. And And I liked it. I think that I took it a little bit more concrete than I should have. <laughs> like give people my money first. <laughs> Yeah, something, something like that. that was interpretation. And then no, so so that was one part of it. And then she had this other big part. It was about like the her whole philosophy was about you controlling your money instead of your money controlling you. Mm. And, and so I like Interesting. for for me, I was like for a beginner, like that was great. Like I had actually. When she had like different views of it, she had like this young, broken, fabulous book. Yeah, I do remember hearing um, about that. And then she had like book for like moms i can't remember what that was called but it was like she she approached it and she really did it in her in the reader's lens right right through their voice and things like that yeah that's pretty cool i would say my next finance guru was dave ramsey really yep and that's who i would say after college Probably 24 (laughs) at this time. I had gotten my first credit card like when I was probably 23. And yeah, I was like scrimp and save and rice and beans and drive a beater. And I was doing all of that. And I had so much shame about money. Really? Following Dave Ramsey, I realized, yeah. Oh, wow. So that's good. So uh, so I would say that if I had to think about it, Dave Ramsey was probably my next one as well. And so I went from a space with, at least like with Susie, I was understanding where my money was going. I was like, it's going. Mm-hmm. I have it. I'm putting it places. <laughs> and, and, and to that start, though, I, I think I did a really great start on like my retirement stuff. And and I think that I like I, I have life insurance now and I was doing that. But at the end of the day, I was like, I'm still broke. I'm like, I'm controlling it, but it's right, going but out the door. <laughs> but it's gone. I'm, I'm seeing it. I see it leave every month. But, but no, so for me, the, the day thing, when I came across Dave, I was doing side hustles and main jobs. And I was like, somebody got to tell me how I keep it now. Yeah. <laughs> um, and, and so that was my me, me yearning for someone next to really show me how to keep my money. And so I, I really appreciate it. Like, he gave me a to-do list. Yo, those baby steps make yes. it very concrete. Yes. Like that was yes. so And helpful that's what for I me. felt like I didn't get before is I didn't get here is step by A step game plan. do this. And that's what that's my biggest grievance about Robert Kiyosaki and you know, still to this day is that he wants you to think yeah. Like that is his yeah. whole model. He will show you different scenarios, but he will never show you yeah. what you should but, exactly but, but so do. Think about this though. It sounds like it's a perfect progression. Like you have Susie, who's a little bit more vague. Mm-hmm. Then you get to David, and he's like, "Do this, 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 very this. specific." Yep. And then like my next one was Robert Kiyosaki as well. Oh, after and, that, yeah. And so actually, so I did. I actually got rich dad, poor dad, probably before I met Dave. Never picked it up. Never read it, right? <laughs> Everyone was like, oh, it's a great read. It's a bestseller. You got to read this. And- I remember reading Rich Dad Poor Dad. I didn't read it when I first got it when I was a teenager, but yeah. I read it around the time when I was doing Dave stuff, and I was just like, mm-hmm. I don't get this yet. <laughs> yeah, no. Yeah. Yeah, I couldn't yeah. get it. I couldn't yeah. get it. So going through with Dave, though, so I don't know if I've told you this, but my undergrad degree was in finance. And in school, they teach you leverage and how other people are making money off leverage and debt and how that 
increases your ROIs and all of this stuff, right? Yeah. So I like the whole time I'm learning Dave. So I actually I would tell you I went through Dave two rounds. So the mm. first time I was learning Dave, I was like, I'm smarter than this. He's not right because he said pay the smallest one first. When really you should pay the highest interest rate because that gives you more dollars. <laughs> and and I was breaking down this this Dave principle that and that's a big that's a common argument that I hear against Dave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But in so in my first round it was that, and then I got slammed around a little bit more financially. Yep, you're like, <laughs> okay, I thought I knew what I was doing, but. I realized I don't. Maybe I should go back and check out this Dave guy because he has a lot more money uh, than I do. And and so I kind of, I came back to Dave after I got beat around a little bit. And then I started, I think I also at this time in my life, I started to mature in the idea of understanding human relationships and mm-hmm. and how how people are more emotional than they are logical right um and i think that, that was a major component in understanding why dave takes some of the approaches that he does so if you talk about like the debt snowball yes mathematically it doesn't make any sense but if you talk about the human emotion yeah and quick wins yeah um and the That's momentum an that it builds thing. it makes a lot more sense yeah and i landed on dave because i realized i was <laughs> So terrible with money. Like I was at a point in my career where I was making the most money I had ever made. And I was so broke. Like I had so much debt. And like, I was like, what is going on? I don't know what the problem is. And so I, I think Dave, like really, he caters to people with a lot of debt. Yeah. And so. And he made you feel normal about it. Yes. So I I, I think that I can understand that. So the debt free screams. Mm-hmm. That was what Yo. made it realistic to me. Yep. I was yep. like, okay, there are people like me or way worse than me. And it, it showed me that it was real. It gave me that evidence. Yep. And it gave you a destination. Yes. Right? Like I couldn't vibe with Kiyosaki at the time because he was all about school is bad. Well, I was like, I already did it. <laughs> what like, you want me to do with that? Right, like. I can't go back and like undo it. And now I'm in all this debt because of it. And so that's why I think I went to Dave at that time versus Robert. Yeah. Well, I would say even greater than that is you have all this debt on your shoulders. You can't think about opportunities. It's it's this whole philosophy. And and so kind of how I got to our whole principle of like covering risk before you can get to that extra level of fulfillment is that your mindset and please believe I have been there buried when when you're buried when you have debt and you don't know how you're going to squeeze out an extra hundred dollars you can't think about robert kiyosaki and his investment principles right you, you can't what? dream crypto who <laughs> gold what no, no and, and, and so i i think that for me it was it was a building block of getting to that space where i wasn't so bogged down yeah. with the debt and with the responsibility yeah. so i could think to that level that Kiyosaki is more on I absolutely agree with that I think Dave Ramsey taught me it taught he taught me about money right but then once I started to get to a better place where I literally didn't have any more debt like I felt so guilty even spending yeah. cash that I had on a new car like I wrote like I had a car in- <laughs> You what year was that? Twenty. That was just like 16, I would say three years, 17. maybe four years ago. Three yeah, years ago? like I was driving a car that still had roll up windows, y'all. So, well, no, no, get this though. <laughs> I, I, I know this is your story, but I got to tell it because <laughs> I went to visit her 
in uh she was living in baltimore at the time and she was like i got i've worked things or we'll go to events and she was like I park around the corner. I don't park in my yeah. work parking lot. <laughs> I park around the corner. We have a work parking lot. I, d- I would always make up an excuse when I needed to, like a coworker wanted to ride with me. Like I was so embarrassed of my car, yeah. but I could not bring myself to spend the money on a new car because I could not justify it in my head that I deserved it or that yeah. it was a worthwhile experience. Because you already owed yeah. people. No, I was debt free at that point, but I still was like, I work so hard, like, <laughs> I, I can't just spend the money on a car. So, so I had a conversation with her at that point, and I was like, look, Tanisha, I get what you're saying, but if you are literally embarrassed to park. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, and then, too, you were in your photography business. Yep. So I was like, so when you meet clients, like, you have to go on site sometimes. Like, yep. like what are you doing? <laughs> Parking around the corner, walking blocks, y'all. But like so, and that at that point is when I realized, like, all right, Dave, I think we're done, because <laughs> I had a, like this limiting mindset, yeah, and that came from literally scrimping and saving and eating rice and beans. So, so no, that is so good. I'm so glad you brought that up because as I work through these, that was the thing that got me. Mm-hmm. Um, is I realized that after working listening to Susie and then after going through Dave it was all about shrinking Mm -hmm. um and I was like but wait but can't I just make more money um and and by the way like career-wise personally I am making more money Mm -hmm. I went and and I had some pretty substantial jumps in my salaries during this time and I was like well it seems like it would be better but no one talked to me about growing beyond my circumstance or about creating new streams until I really got to Robert and and kind of I was a little bit frustrated with this idea of shrinking I think and and I don't know that it was outwardly understood but I deal I kept feeling more confined yeah like I was Mm -hmm. like okay we're down to beans and rice and we're not making (laughs) trips right you're not going on trips yo I used to travel a lot in my younger 20s, and I turned down so many trips as I was going through the Dave thing, like experiences that I can never have again. Like I got invites to Iceland, like invites to Bali, like these invites ain't never going to come again. (laughs) (laughs) Note to self, invite Tanisha to Bali. Please, yo, please, in Iceland. (laughs) But I'm like, because I have friends who were there and like they were like, come. And I forwent those experiences because, you know, I was having this mindset. But, you know, when you think about the people before money concept, it's like I could have gotten a weekend job or a gig or whatever to cover that trip. But my mind wasn't thinking like that. How can I make this opportunity happen? It was thinking, no, you cannot do this because you don't have it right now. Yep. So I think that was my whole battle with Dave. Right. And the Robert side is like, it's all about how can you build the life you love by financing it creatively? I would say. Yeah. And I think too, it's also about spotting great opportunities, mm-hmm. and 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 mm-hmm. and I would tell you that spotting a great opportunity is also about understanding the basics. Mm-hmm. It's it's about understanding the debt that goes with it, the yeah. the the revenue that goes with it, and yeah. the overall philosophy. So I would kind of compound that there's a greater level, really, to 
the idea of building wealth. Mm -hmm. And it stems from really understanding the basics with like keeping people first and understanding debt and and not maintaining it and and truly building assets. And, And to me, that was the revelation that I had in it that all of these people kind of built my philosophy in different ways it gave me the experience to move to that next level and at that point I am now at that point of what's after Robert with understanding wealth and now I'm in that point in my life right now I'm focused on building that wealth and now it's how do I do it better How do I measure it to make sure that I am meeting my target or my minimum expectation here? And how does that balance with life experiences like trips to Bali? Um, We're going to Bali, (laughs) y'all. No. And and so that's where I'm at now, really. Yeah. And so I've actually in my Kiyosaki phase, but I'm transitioning out. And so now I'm on Gary Gunderson. Okay. And I sent you a couple of his videos, but he is more so like, how do we make this last for generations? Yeah. And so that's why you'll hear me talk a lot about legacy and wills and trusts and family banks. And you'll hear me talk about all that. But that's because it's like after you build these assets and things, it's like, what do you do with it? Yeah. So I'm already starting to think about that next phase. Yeah, no, it's good. I mean, it's good. And, and so I want to give everyone a shout out. We, we talked about a lot of people. Um, for me personally, you guys built the way. Yeah, definitely, um, definitely. You guys took me from a place of never having a conversation about money, only saying what I didn't have, yeah. to a place where I'm talking to everyone else <laughs> about money now, too. Yeah, like, I feel I feel very empowered to have these conversations, yeah. you know, after having made some terrible mistakes <laughs> and after having learned from these, you know, these greats and leaders in the industry and, you know, I feel comfortable now forming my own opinion. Yeah. And I think that 10 years ago, y'all, like that would have never, ever yeah. been the case. And so I think that's that's the goal really for everyone is to, you know, you learn as much as you can. But at the end of the day, you have to form your own opinion and make your own priorities in life. Yeah. No. And, and with that, though. Always grow, always get people outside of your mind. And that really helps expand your thought and really to get you to a greater place. Yeah, I'm like, that's why we love talking about this. Literally, we talk about this stuff all the time and people get annoyed. But you need someone to like bounce these ideas off of like pressure test the crazy. I'm going to hashtag this. Have conversations. Have conversations. (laughs) Seriously, seriously, seriously. Because now we've come to our own philosophy where we can now say confidently the things that take priority in our, it's really our lives, not just related to our money or our wealth. It's like these are our guiding principles. And, you know, hopefully these are the things that we will, well, we've already started passing on to the next generation. But that is really Walking in purpose and finding life's fulfillment, but also mitigating the risks. Yep. And that's everything, you know, financially and otherwise. Yeah. And I I just want to make sure I put an exclamation point on that. This is not about money. This is not just about the dollars and cents that you have, though. But you find that this is how you teach your children 
about what's important, what's not. It goes to how you communicate your life goals with with your spouse, your significant other, how you decide what it is that you spend your time focusing on. Amen, y'all. Amen on that. And it's so much greater. And that's a part of our, our cornerstones here, Black Girl Fly, is that wealth is everything in your life it's money it's It's your health health. it's your mental it's your relationships your relationships like it literally is everything it's not the dollars in your account and so so yeah i mean i think you closed that out fantastically anything else you want to add have the conversation hashtag have the conversation (laughs) (laughs) all right y'all until next time i'm your girl tanisha nicole and i'm shana dixon and and we we are black girl fly Fly.